Welcome everybody to Second Star to the Right, a Neverland adventure, a D&D actual play show where five adventurers from this world and beyond are drawn to the mystical island of Neverland in a race against time to recover a fallen star or to recover parts of a fallen star and lose them to an evil undead pirate. It can go either way in this game. Mostly it's gone that way. Um, so thank you for being here. Hopefully we can change our fortune a little bit in this, our upcoming game. Before we get rolling, uh, let's shout out some of the fantastic companies that make this game possible and bring this awesome group together. Uh, first and foremost, we want to thank Demiplane. Demiplane.com. Go check them out. Great place to find new games to play, people to play with. You can find free games. You can find paid uh, paid games with pro DMs. You can even find paid games with celebrity DMs. If you want to play with people like Deborah Ann Wall or Satine Phoenix or awesome other people yet to be announced, you can go to demiplane.com and check them out. Um, also, they recently announced, and I think they are coming up on Monday, I believe, on the second episode of their new show, Demiplaner, hosted by B. Dave Walters, where B. Dave chats with various awesome guests in the community. I believe last week he had Anjali Bamani, and he's having Brennan Lee Mulligan on Monday. So definitely check that out at twitch.tv slash demiplanerpg. Give them a follow. Check out the site. I hear they have some pretty exciting things coming down the pipeline, so I'm excited to see what else they have to announce. And of course, you can support this show directly by going to patreon.com slash second star show and get access to all sorts of fun things, uh, special behind the scenes episodes, um, additional bonus content, our discord, uh, which we have a free access discord. We'll drop that link in chat or you can get access to the Patreon only supporter discord channel if you go support us there. So feel free to check it out. We appreciate all of that. And we appreciate our Patreon supporters. Thank you, uh, Joe. What else do you have for us today? We got some more shout outs for our other fantastic sponsors of our show. Black Oak Workshop, the official dice sponsor of Second Star to the Right. If you miss their fantastic booth at Gen Con, don't worry. You can go onto their website to check out all of their awesome dice product, their dice bags, and other tabletop RPG accessories they have to offer. Uh, if you backed any of their previous Kickstarters, I know their adventure calendars will be shipping sometime soon, so keep an eye out for those. Um, and, of course, we always have our Black Oak Workshop dice giveaway during our live stream episodes. We've got two sets of awesome dice to give away today. Keep an eye out during the break of tonight's session. You can get the details on how to win your very own set of Black Oak Workshop dice. Also want to give another big thank you to Laser Wolf Attack, another sponsor of our show. Uh, Laser Wolf Attack coming from the creative genius of Andrew McLean, who is a top tier comic book artist and writer. Uh, Laser Wolf Attack has brand new product coming to their online store as well. If you uh, are reading their Headlopper comic, volume four is available for sale at your local comic book store and online at laserwolfattack.com. It's a fantastic volume. I highly recommend it. I let it, read it like six times myself. Um, and if you're a big fan of Headlopper, they have a brand new Agatha head puppet. Uh, the iconic blue Blue Witch Severed Head that accompanies Norgal during the Headlopper Adventures. Um, you can also find new embroidered dice bags related to Headlopper and Headlopper miniatures now on their website. I have a set myself. Keep an eye on our social media. I'm going to be posting all about their new products because they're awesome. Um, and I think without further ado, please join us on a, another adventure 
into Neverland. Last session, our Neverland adventurers trekked nearly across the island from the west sandy beaches of Shipwreck Cove to the near center of the island bordering the eastern sandy shores. Here in the depths of the jungle, the gnome hamlet has finally been discovered by our adventurers. The gnome hamlet, well hidden and secured, magically miniaturized and stowed inside a giant tree stump, our adventurers shrink down to, to incredibly small proportion sizes to enter the gnome hamlet. Here at the hamlet, hopefully, we can get some much-needed information about the island in general, about Captain Hook, who currently holds two star fragments, and maybe even gain new allies in our uh, endless attempt to recover all five fragments of the fallen star spread out across the island of Neverland. We left off last session with our group entering the village after touching base at the welcome center of the gnome hamlet. Each player got pamphlets describing all of the many areas of this bustling, uh, friendly, and warm village occupied by the gnomes of Neverland. Not only um, are there inns and taverns, marketplaces and gardens, there's a care center, there's a nice river and lake, bridges for fishing, um, shrines for ceremonies like, like weddings, and of course, the master gnome smith. Our players have earned a well long awaited level up we are now level five, feeling fresh with our new skills, abilities, and spells, well-rested at that as we enter the village. 
a general sort of feel of the village is quite different than any other area of Neverland our group has been to so far. The buildings here are located inside of living trees or built into log cabins. The doors and, and windows of all the buildings are painted with bright colors and simple decorations like flowers, bells, hearts, and, and, and other symbols of, of, of that light. You can see lights, jars with candles or fireflies, and glowing mushrooms offer ambient light day and night here in the hamlet. You hear music just playing, strumming across the grounds as mundane animals flock between houses and gardens, gnomes in tall pointed hats greet each other happily. There doesn't seem to be any local government or ruling body here, just a community that's built on love, nurturing, and entertainment. As we all are now on just the very outskirts of the village proper, you can see sort of everything that's laid out in front of you. Of course, there is a directive here in the village to potentially find some new allies. This is a great opportunity for you all to relax a bit, maybe unwind, uh, get some food in you, get some meat or wine in you, explore the village, converse with locals, and do, frankly, whatever the heck it is you want to do. Is there anything just barking at anyone right out the gate here? Is there any conversation we want to have together? What's the group feeling right now? Okay. Uh, I am going to... Doctor just going to head towards... Uh, let me pull it up. It was in the thingy. The funny uncle, right? Yep. Yes. That's where I'm, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Area C, the inn and tavern called the funny uncle. Um, here you can find mead, honey, wine, uh, berries, fresh water, fish, dessert options. But you were also warned that there is a squirrel problem, an infestation potentially at the funny uncle. Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. Dante, do you want to like talk with the group at all or are you just beeline nope. it? Yep. For a, yeah. Yep. I, I call after uh, him. I, I, get me get me something strong. I'm going to take this one to the care center because his foot's <laughs> all rocks and stuff. Sure, so you got it. That's and... probably a <laughs> probably a good idea as uh Genevieve's watching Dante. She's actually gonna kinda look over at Helen, nod and follow Dante. Excellent. Genevieve, My friend's fine. My friend, j just to be clear. Sure. Well, a good walk will, will do it good or not. I don't know. Let a gnome look at your foot. Come on. Fine. Yeah, I'm going to go with them because I want to see how these gnomes are going to heal this foot. I got to learn. Oh, very interesting. Ooh. Love that. Uh, so it sounds like then Dante and Genevieve are heading to the funny uncle and Helen, Shifra, and Talith are heading towards the care center. Is that correct? Awesome. Um, yeah, whether you need to or not, uh, your pamphlet is there to consult with a map of the village so you can easily find the, the areas in which you want to investigate. Um, Dante and Genevieve, 
the funny uncle is a little bit closer than the care center. Care center is a little more in the center of town there. Um, so you make it there as the other half of your group is walking past you towards the care center. Uh, the funny uncle is a well-built structure. A log cabin, imagine like Lincoln logs, if you would, uh, built out of neatly placed logs carved out to interlock with one another. Uh, there's a beautiful full like wrap around wooden porch on the front of the tavern with many rocking chairs and benches, a uh, garden bordering the, uh, the building as well, butterflies pollinating each of the individual growing plants, and many gnomes conversing with each other. Um, both of you, Dante and Genevieve, please make a perception check for me. Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, five. Five. Um, Dante, past the pleasant, cool breeze that seems to just, like, constantly be refreshing you, uh, much like, you know, oxygen being pumped in a casino, um, you, you notice, like, maybe a few things that, like, stick out to you a little bit more. Um, just on the front porch, not even inside the tavern yet, you notice that all the humanoids here aren't known. Um, there's actually like a few humans, again, shrunken down to like fit in the village, much like yourself in the group. Um, but these humans look like they're pirates. You know, they're, they're, they're dressed uh, to, to mimic pirates that you've encountered so far in our adventures here on the island of Neverland. Um, there's also, you know, uh, what looks like um, older people um, not gnomes, not pirates, but humans that have, you know, lived a longer life, you know, white or gray hair, um, kind of just like, like a casino, skin, just like in the casino, <laughs> yeah. um, almost nomadic in, in appearance. It looks like they, um, you know, they kind of carry their gear with them, um, as they're occupying this front porch. But everyone seems to be getting along just fine. Conversations are rolling. Uh, drinks are being clanked against each other and cheers. Uh, just something you notice as you approach the funny uncle. Uh, I'm going to make my way towards the barkeep. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll like hail them or signal them. Um, uh I just want to know if you have um, a nice, quiet, private room that's pretty uh, nice, and um, I like the stiffest drink that you have here. As you walk up towards the bar, uh, you notice that every single stool there's like a single flower and a small glass vase, uh, and like a you know a cup of water as well. Very welcoming, very accommodating. Um, the tavern itself is is pretty busy, not rowdy, but there's enough conversation to keep what you're saying, you know, uh, unnoticed by mm -hmm. the patrons of the tavern. Uh, the bartender looks over at you, a young gnome with a blue cap, uh, some piercings on their ears, um, and uh, a, a modest beard growing off their face. Uh, the gnome looks up at you, Dante, and says, Hmm, yeah, we can, uh, we can accommodate sort of thing. Normally, uh, the private party room is booked a few weeks in advance, but, and you see him, like, kind of 
look back over the counter. It doesn't seem to be rented out right now if you got a bit of coin to spare. I do. Um, how much would that run? Oh, let's see. To rent out the private room for a day, I'd reckon uh, five gold pieces, unless you have something nice worth trading for the service. Let me check that real quick. No, we're, we're we we've written Neverland. Things are no, I don't have that. Um, I'll slide him five gold. Sure. Uh, I don't even care. Like I know, like probably getting swindled, but just don't care. Um, I actually. Now, is this gonna cover my drink, my food? The, the yeah, if you five? put you put the five gold pieces on the counter and the gnome is like overjoyed again you suspecting that you're being swindled but just don't care the gnome is oh yeah oh yeah you can have just about whatever you want as the gnome puts two large cups on the counter uh what can i fill them with i've got mead i've got berry wine uh what are you thirsty for uh well i guess since you gave me these big glasses um like i said the strongest drink you got coming up as you see the gnome turn around knock the cork out of a big casked barrel and pours this kind of dark uh, brown liquid into the two cups and puts them back on the, the counter liquid sloshes out of the foamy top that should keep you covered for the rest of the day um, and does that private room have a hot bath and a place to kind of clean clothes and things like that uh, that can certainly be arranged as the gnome behind the counter kind of whistles, uh, waves his hand, um, grinding the attention of some other gnomes, uh, workers of the tavern, and uh, says, These uh, fine employees of my tavern will take you to the back room and get everything you need arranged for you. All right. Well, send dinner up there, and I appreciate it. I'm going to grab the... the he gave me two, so I'm just going to grab the two and head upstairs. Excellent. Or wherever yeah. the, the room is. I don't know what... That's what That's what I'm doing. Excellent. Yeah, no, the, the, the two in, the gnome employees uh, walk up to you. You, know, you grab your two drinks. They start walking you to the private room that's right behind the bar, actually. Um, Genevieve, are you hanging out with Dante during this time? Are you breaking off to do your own thing? Um, she would have been following behind him uh, during that exchange. Maybe leaned in. Um, Dante, do you want company, or should I leave you alone? Um, I think I need some alone time. I really appreciate it, and maybe some other, under different circumstances, maybe I, it'd be nice, but... Okay. I kind of look down, look at Genevieve for, like, a second or two, and then I'm just gonna turn around and, and head towards the the room that I was gonna get. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no, you head towards the private room. Uh, Genevieve, as Dante sort of pulls away, um, leaving you alone in the tavern space, uh, what are you up to? Um, are there other people currently in the tavern? Absolutely. Um, you count uh, eight tables um, inside the funny uncle. Eight tables that can seat probably four to six humanoids each. And most of them are full. Probably two of them um, don't have any any humanoids at them. 
Um, and much like Dante noticed on the exterior of the tavern, the interior is populated by a variety of humanoids from gnomes to pirates to these older looking humans. Um, and they're all co-mingling, getting along, drinking, having tamed conversations. You know, a, a very chill, like, Thursday afternoon. Tomorrow's Friday. We're not trying to get too rowdy, but we want to get rowdy. Like, one of those vibes, you know? Um, in which case, she'll uh, talk to the barkeep, ask him, um, how much would it be for, uh, I think you said you had mead? Yes, yes, honey mead, freshly made every day. Uh, happy to pour you a cup if you have two gold pieces. Two gold pieces? Make an insight check. Fourteen? Uh. Yeah, you can tell um, after Dante severely overpaying <laughs> for a private room in, in two cups of mead um, that this bartender, not being like malicious or evil, but just trying to see how long he can, or, or, or sorry, they can, you know, profit off of these newcomers at the tavern. <laughs> okay, that mead must be quite impressive because I feel like I could probably buy one for my entire party at most places for that cost. Oh, yes. Sorry, my mistake. The the really good mead, the two gold <laughs> piece mead, isn't available yet. That's my mistake. It's oh. I got my weeks mixed up. Uh, oh, you know God. what? Just this one on the house. Don't worry about it. Your friend covered lots of drinks, uh, so this one's for you. Hmm. Well, I won't say no to a free drink. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy your time here at the Funny Uncle. Perfect. Thanks. And I'm sorry, what was your name? Oh, my name. Yes, of course. Not many people ask. I appreciate you asking. My name is Peanut Heavy Plum at your service. Peanut Heavy Plum. Lovely to meet you, Genevieve. Um, I'm just going to, I guess, go chat with some of your regulars, I assume. Oh, yes, absolutely. Everyone is welcome here at the Funny Uncle, no matter uh, where your station is on our lovely island or how you came about being here. Us gnomes like to include all. Understood. Uh, question. I'm intrigued by the name. Is there a story behind that? Oh, the Funny Uncle. Yes. Yes, my uncle. He's hilarious. <laughs> Very straightforward. Thank you, Peanut. I appreciate it. Love and she'll take her drink and start uh, kind of just like a, doing almost like a small lap slowly and trying to listen in on conversation. Absolutely. Uh, Genevieve, roll a perception check. Hold on to that roll. We're going to switch over to Talith, Shifra, and Helen. Um, Talith, Shifra, and Helen, you pass by Dante and Genevieve as they enter the tavern and you cut across the gnome hamlet a little further. Uh, you pass area H, which is the wishing well, where you can see a few flowers nightly, nicely arranged around the uh, brick-built well. A few young, hopeful gnomes with twinkles in their eye, tossing personal effects into the well. You wait, you hear, a, you know, like a whistle, and then a little splash as they make wishes on this well. You also pass a few of the gnome homes where you can see clusters of trees facing each other, 
Um, you see clotheslines extended between the houses, simple gardens set about as young gnome families occupy these houses and living a, a very comfortable suburban gnome life. Um, you eventually do make it to the care center, um, which is a prominent structure inside the gnome hamlet. Most of these uh, houses and structures are made of wood, built inside trees, but the care center is inside a large mushroom, uh, much like the welcome center that you first encountered here. A red cap with white polka dots on it, a few flags, just colors, no symbols, adorning the brim of the cap and an opened entrance with no door, signifying that the care center is open all day, every day for any humanoid that might need emotional or physical help and support. Um, what would we like to do? Look, I really think it's going to go away. I think if we just give it enough time, like it'll just it, it'll it'll just get better by itself. That that's what you do when when things hurt or when they're inflamed or infected. You just wait, and eventually, who things, told you that? Well, that's how that's how that's how we did it on the ship. I mean, that's how everyone handled things. You just, yeah, you just. Did you have a position on your ship? Well, we had. Uh, I mean, he was the cook, but I mean, he was he was he was so talented at doing different things. He could amputate. So you didn't have a choice. You had quickly. to wait. You had to wait until you got off the ship. Until you got off the ship, what? And then you got on the next ship. <laughs> I see. Well, that sounds dumb. We're going to go talk to this gnome and we're going to see what they have to say. Maybe they know something about the weird stone bear thing you saw. It, it doesn't make sense to me, but uh, I, I trust the two of you, I guess. You should. Yep. And uh, Talith turns around and tries to walk away. And I grab him. And I uh, push him into the care center. And I walk <laughs> into the care center. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, excellent. Um, you all walk into the care center. Um, and there's a decent amount of commotion here. A few cots uh, neatly arranged in rows for, for uh, you know... Um, hurt or injured humanoids to occupy. Uh, but I would say maybe... 10% of the cots are actually occupied. And maybe even a smaller number, 1% of that 10% actually has like a serious ailment or wound. Most of the, the, the gnomes occupying the, um, the, the cots are hungover for the most part, just looking for a little <laughs> extra hydration. Um, all of the care center gnome employees are wearing these mushroom caps that resemble the red and white polka dotted mushroom that you like you walked into. Um, and they've they've got aprons on with vials and you know thermometers and thin wooden sticks like you can look down your throat to see if there's any inflammation and just just very stereotypical gnome mushroom nurses, which I'm sure we're all very familiar with. Um, as soon as you all walk in and, and take the, the, the image of this care center in, one of these gnomes in these mushroom caps approaches you three. Uh, in a very kind, warming voice, uh, this gnome speaks up. She says, Hello there! Uh, are you hurt physically, or are you looking for a little encouragement in your life? 
I think both. We're here for our friend Talith. Talith, do you want to tell her what happened? Uh, well, we had a star fragment and somebody took it and that really hurt our feelings. And we're, we're here to talk about our feelings. Uh, oh. I'm going to pinch him. <laughs> that was not a pinch. That was really hard. <laughs> oh, see, he's hurting so bad. Talith, tell them what is wrong with you. I took four damage from that pinch, according <laughs> to this die roll. <laughs> okay, I uh, uh, my foot is my foot's hurting us own, you know. As what feet was that, do. Laddie? You'll have to speak up. I've been working here uh, since the care center was but a wee fungus. There's so much to unpack there. Uh, my foot, uh, it's turning to stone, and they seem to think that's a problem, and that seems very normal for where we are, right? I mean, whose foot doesn't turn to stone in this place? Am I right? A foot that's turned to stone, you say? As as this gnome nurse like pulls out these these glasses that magnify her eyes to three times the size of her face, she says, "Come sit, come sit. Show me where you're turning to stone." As she brings you over to a cot, Talith. Do, do we do we not get? Is there not like a, a private room? room? Is it we just I, right I here? I scoop him up like wedding carry style, and I put him on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it must be very nice to have such a strong friend with you. Yeah, I think it's great. quite wonderful. We appreciate her. Thank wonderful, you. <laughs> darling, as she, Helen, sort of like taps you on your leg, you know, thanking you for, for helping out here. <laughs> I'm just picturing Toad. Yeah. Wow! Mario! <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's have a look here, then. Where is the ailment? Uh, it's on my foot. It's under the. Uh, I'll and I begrudgingly take my boot off and show whatever remains of my foot at the moment. Sure. And as you're like slowly untying your shoes, um, the the gnome nurse says, "Come on now, we don't have all day." And she helps you like to take off your boot. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Let's see here. As now you all look at Talus' foot, which has been converted to stone right up past the heel to the lower part of the ankle it's been growing pretty quickly this conversion from flesh to stone uh the female gnome nurse speaks up oh well if my name isn't mary bunny hop i would say that you've had an encounter with the petrifying well am i correct um. I mean, there, there was a well. Does a well just turn everything? Did the well did that? I thought it was a bear. Oh, that's precisely correct. Yes, the well turns things to stone. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I didn't touch the well. I don't. I don't think. Like, is it the water? I, golly, are you brand new to the island? If even yes. if you're in proximity to the petrifying well, you can start to turn to stone yourself. That seems really, like, very poor design. Why does it do that? Eh, if you get too close to investigate, you turn to stone. Therefore, we don't know why. But you say, I mean, I saw, like, a bear moving around. So, like, like you stay alive, right? Like, could I be, could I be like, stone? Like, and, and be, like, a stone person? Oh, yes. A very peculiar anomaly those bears are. Yes, you see... 
the the bath bears we like to call them for they often bathe inside the petrifying well which might explain why they've stayed alive after being turned to stone but again we're not too sure exactly certainly anything living or not that's uh, placed around the well can be turned to stone in fact those young children who run amidst about the island like to turn uh, their trinkets and and sticks into stone. Yes, they're they're very fond of that well. I feel like that would get old after a while. Eh, who's to say? But I'm sure you don't want your foot turning to stone. Yes. I mean, now that we're here talking about it, I'd prefer if it didn't. If if there was a way to not, that would be. Oh, so now you don't want a stone foot. I see how it is. <sighs> no, sorry, no, I don't sorry. want a stone foot. I, I'm glad that you're you're opening up to the idea of medical care. Good, good, <laughs> good job. Well, this is an easy fix. Uh, a simple elixir, a salve rubbed on your foot for three days will cure this transformation. I've got some handy on me for situations such as this. Give me but a moment and I'll fetch it for you. D- uh, so I just have to like rub. Well, she's gone now. Um, so I guess I'm just gonna like rub this on my foot. Okay. Do we have to pay for this? I don't want to pay for this. Uh, do they have insurance here? Do they have insurance where you're from? As uh, Mary Bunnyhop turns and walks to her desk to get the salve, um, Talith, you're asking about insurance and pain. Uh, one of the uh, hungover gnomes on a cot, two cots down from you, gives a loud yet decisive hiccup and turns to you and says, "That's." the beauty of it. Uh, it's all free. I... Wait, what? Free? Yes. I mean, like, after... Like, after, like, your, your, your copay and you hit your minimums? We... copay nothing. Uh, the minimum is two drinks. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, so let's just get like a bucket of salve, like, and then we're covered, and then we can fix the bear. We could throw it on the bear and fix the bear, and the bear could be our pet. I'm very glad we came here. I'm much more excited about medical care. Sure, uh huh. I look at Shifra. Seems like an awfully quick turn, but okay. He's excited about the bears now. Mm-hmm. We can fix the bear's problems. <laughs> I am I'm I'm right here. I'm like sitting right here. Uh, you oh. sure are. Oh it's good, your hearing's still working too. They should do a whole physical while you're here, since you've literally never been to a doctor in your life. what was her name? Uh honey uh uh do you have do you have the stuff? Mary, do you have the stuff yet? As Mary's rummaging through her drawers. Oh, just a moment. I know I left a bottle around here somewhere. So, uh, did anybody else get hurt? Anybody else get hurt? It's been a weird, it's been a weird time. You need care. Helen, I, oh. you need emotional care, right? Uh, can you somebody come what? give, she needs emotional care. Can somebody come give emotional care to my, to my friend? I, I do she feels deeply. I do feel deeply. I feel deeply that I'd like my shadow back. Can anybody, can anybody help me with that? Perhaps. 
Helen, uh, as you speak about your missing shadow, there is a quick tone shift inside the care center as the nurses, the hungover gnomes, all shush their their private conversations. And Mary Bunny Hop looks up at you from behind her desk, holding the de-stoning salve in her hand and quickly trots over to you. She uncorks the vial, lathers her hands in the salve and starts massaging it into Talith's foot. Just really rough rubs on Talith's foot. As she's looking up at you, Helen, which is probably like a sheer, you know, 90 degree look up as she says, you speak of your chateau as if it's missing or been stolen? I mean, I mean, look. It's, uh, do you see it? It's not here. Uh, a big monster ate it, like, a little while ago. Yeah. Hmm, you must be referring to the shadow monster. <laughs> I, I probably am. Quite curious indeed, yes. Reports of missing shadows across the proximity of the island have been popping up more frequently than ever before. I fear the worst. You see, not much is known about the shadow monster as all the natives of Neverland call it. It is said that the shadow was born from a a missing fragment when the Moss Mother rejoined a young boy's chateau back to his body. Oh, Very I met cool. her. Uh, the li little old lady with the house on legs, right? That's the Moss Mother. You met the Moss Mother herself? Please, please tell me everything of your experience. And again, she is just like cupping Talith's heel, rubbing salve between his stone toes. And just enamored with it, the, the, Helen, that you've had a personal encounter with the Moss Mother. Uh, well, uh, I actually was trying to keep her from being eaten by the Shadow Monster. Uh, it didn't go too well for me. Uh, she's she's fine. She's a, a little old lady with a house on on legs. The the house walks. Have you seen that? It, it's quite upsetting. Oh, I haven't seen the house myself, but I've heard many of stories about the Moss Mother and her walking house. A magnificent woman she is. I've opened this practice in her name. You see, she is, is a master of healing herself, and if you are missing your shadow, kind giant, then you'll need to find the Moss Mother, for she is the only one who can rejoin a chateau with the chateau's owner. Okay, uh, okay. So I have to go get it, get my shadow from the shadow monster, take it to the moss mother, have her just reattach it, and then I'm good? Well, I fear your efforts might fall into one of the same, because the moss mother is always hunting the shadow monster. Some say it's because she created the creature and, and, and regrets doing so. Some say it's because she's the only one who can tether shadows to their original owners. But I'm sure 
If you find the Moss Mother, you will find the Chateau Monster not too far along. And vice versa. Ah. Okay. This is starting to make more sense. Oh boy. You you said she made the Shadow Monster from a fragment? A fragment of what? Oh yes, it's been rumored that the Moss Mother has been on this island for quite some time. It's said that when she first made it to Neverland, she was but yas, but yet a young woman in, in, in a blue dress with brown hair, innocent in the eyes and kind in the smile. But she stayed here on the island and... Uh, 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 different than the other children who stay on the island, she grew very old, yet very wise. She had a kinship with one of these children who never grew old. They were best of friends for quite a while. She cared for him all her life, and when this young lad lost his chateau, she made a point to find it, recover it, and sew it back onto this young boy. But it is said that not all of this young lad's shadow was sewn back onto the boy, that but a fragment was left unstitched, and that fragment, the original severed shadow, grew into a monstrosity absent it is pretty of big. Uh, that, that's the Sav's been gone for a while now. Can we? I mean, are we are we done with it? This really hurts. Yeah, Talith, as you look down, you see that the stone receding line is dropping, you know, deeper and deeper, lower and lower away from your upper leg. The salve is already working. Um, Mary Bunny Hop like looks down. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry, boy. You don't need need that much salve at once. Got caught up in my conversation with your kind, strong friend here. Yes, here. Take this vial, uh, apply half the salve tomorrow, and the other half the next day, and your stone transformation should be nullified. Can we? Uh, can we? Do you have any extra of this? Like just, just in case someone, uh, you know, goes too close to the well again. Oh, of course. I mean, my first bit of medical advice would be to not go to the well again because of the stone transformation properties. Uh, sure, but sure, if sure, you sure. were, uh, I would say it's difficult. Uh, this salve is difficult to make, uh, requires specific ingredients found scattered throughout the island. Uh, it's like trying to find a fallen star. Am I right? You know what I mean? Ha 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 but yeah. if you needed to do so, you would need to find the tail of an Alp Lepicaris. You would need the finger of a blue man. And you would need the dung of a flying fennec. All mixed together, set in for 24 hours with just a pinch of sea water. And you'll have the salve ready to go. Did you just rub poop and finger on his foot? <laughs> did you just rub poop and finger on my foot? I sure did. And doesn't it feel better already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I mean, the smell is awful, but <laughs> the results, they're great. 
Do you feel better? I mean, maybe not emotionally, because you've had poop and finger rubbed on you. <laughs> I've had worse rubbed on me. That's fine. Uh, no, I feel, I feel, I feel better. Thank you for telling me to come here. You're welcome. It's almost like we care about you or something. Well, I appreciate that. You still don't have to go to the doctor to prove it. You know, you can just like, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe you do have to take me to the doctor. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Great. I'm, I'm so glad we agree. Uh, well, um, this has been great. Uh, I hope you never touch my foot ever again, please. Um, I would appreciate that. Wells that turn your feet to stone. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Put up warning signs, and I won't have to go to the wells that turn up stones. You know, fair, uh, fair. That's totally fair. Do do y'all do y'all want to go find uh, Dante and Genevieve? Dante's been like real grumpy lately, and we've only known him for four days. So Dante's been real grumpy. I I, I don't think he's very happy to be here. I should I should probably talk to him myself. Uh, figure that one out. But yes, a drink. A drink will always help. Sure, yeah. Do you uh, need me uh, to carry you? And I've already picked him up. I'm already I was going to say, you don't even <laughs> ask. <laughs> I'll say, so thank you, Mary, and I'll wave as we walk out. And as you all walk out, Mary grabs you, Helen, uh, by by your pants, trying to like, get your attention. Yes? Ah, oh, hello. Young, kind giant, I have but one bit of bit more information to tell you about that shadow monster. And you can tell, like, her her facial expression has changed from like helpful, informative, and caring to like scared and, and almost horrified. This creature that you seek, it lives for chaos. It it thrives in the light. And in broad daylight, near impossible to destroy. Please, be very careful if you choose to pursue the Shouto monster. It will do nothing but destroy and consume. Oh, ah, uh, thank you. I, I will be careful. Ah, uh, and worst case scenario, uh, we know where you work. Ah, uh, uh, thank you. And I, I shake her tiny little hand. Excellent, and thank you. As she gives you, like, a handful of mushrooms with red caps, she turns around and helps her other uh, patrons inside the care center. Uh, perception <laughs> check on these mushrooms. <laughs> what, what, what was she saying about destruction? I, I couldn't, what? <laughs> oh, I do I, I, something about the shadow. Uh, don't fight it in the sun. Thrives on chaos. Uh, death it. and destruction. But she gave me shrooms. I don't know make what a, they do. Make a medicine check, Helen. Can I can I get down? Yep. No, you're healing. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> a medicine check. Uh ten. Ten. Um, Helen, you're not exactly sure <laughs> the properties of these mushrooms if consumed. Um, but Judging from the gnome that gave them to you, don't think that they would be harmful in any light. Yeah. <laughs> I pocket them uh, for later. Of course. Yeah, note that you have four red-capped mushrooms. Cool. Excellent. 
Um, Shifra, Talith, and Helen, um, where are we off to next? Tavern? Fun, funny, funny uncle? Funny uncle, yeah. <laughs> Talith's along for the ride, right? I, I go where I'm carried. Excellent. Apparently. Yes, you will. <laughs> Dante, let's bring the attention back to you. You are brought behind the bar through a small wood frame door into a room that can probably fit eight to ten people. One long table carved out of a single trunk of a tree with stumped stools etched up on either side of the long table. There's a small wet bar in the back corner of this room with um, bottles of, of, of liquid, glasses, uh, mixers, and the light. A few framed tapestries depicting the gnome village, the giant lake that occupies the southern reach of the village, and, uh, uh, and the Shrine of Light uh, on the north side of the village, which is the home of the master blacksmith. Um, it seems that these two things are, are probably important to the gnomes and their, their culture. Um, after the two uh, employees of the tavern um, get you situated, go to fetch warm water and soap for clothes cleaning. You find yourself sitting in this room by yourself. Um, what are you up to? Um, well, now that the hot water is there for the clothes, I assume yeah. there's a robe here because yeah. okay well i'll undress uh and i will um i'm gonna take a i'm gonna lay everything down on that table first and i'm gonna take a swig of the strong drink of like the whatever honey he gave uh, how does how does that how is it it's great sweet yet hearty light and crisp a refreshing beverage for you to consume after trekking across a jungle infested island pirate occupied beaches and humidity bugs dirty river water and the like this is a very refreshing drink to bring you back down um, it's strong enough that you think, you know, you could drink one to two of these, but past that, you're rolling your dice, if you will. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drink half of the one, of one yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I know I'm not saying this to anyone, but more to me. Uh, and I'll just put the the glass or the, the, the mug down onto the table. That's pretty good, but that's a little bit too happy right now. And I'm going to make my way over to the wet bar. And yeah. I assume that they have like something brown and something strong and good. All of those things are found at the wet bar. I will pour. I'll get my glass and fill it three fourths full. No, you sh don't do that. But <laughs> we're doing that. Uh, yeah. And then I will start to get to work on uh, the clothes. I um, and frustratingly, like. Like throwing things and doing things in a in a in a more aggressive manner than it needs to be. Um, sure. And I'm like putting it in the water using. I imagine that they have like the laundry. It's not a rake. I forget what you call it. The thing washboard. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna be like scrubbing it with a washboard and then trying to smell it, smell that mantis stuff, and just keep doing it until 
Well, that, that's what I'm doing for now while I like take swigs of the brown stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. As you disrobe, you put on the, the fuzzy robe provided to you. It has F-U embroidered into the, the chest pocket of the robe. You notice that when you put it on, uh, it's a little short, right? Built for a gnome, but it magically just like grows in length. And that's a funny uncle for everyone watching. Okay. That's what the FU stands for. Uh, the robe grows in length to to fit your proportions, um, which is something to, to take note. And yeah, in this moment, in this private room, you, you clean your clothes, you, you sip your drink. Um, finally, maybe a, you know a break from everything that you've encountered so far. Um, is there anything you want to do in solace before maybe the rest of your party shows up looking for you? It's what I do. That's what I'm doing. Very good. Genevieve, walking around the tavern, listening in on conversations, do you still have that perception check banked for me? Yes, with an 18. 18. Excellent. Um, There's quite the variety of conversations being had in this tavern right now. Uh, a couple of the gnomes are talking about the open market and the variety of goods that are there from furniture to instruments to play music um, to potions to adventuring supplies. Everything you might need to prowl about the island. You hear a rumor as well with your role that the star fragment used at the forge of the Shrine of Light is losing its magical power. Just a rumor to be had. Um, you walk past a table that has two pirates and two gnomes talking about the iron mines. The gnomes are asking about the occupants of the mines and who they've encountered down there. As the two pirates say that the very presence, the uh, embodiment of fire and ice have been making mining iron from the mines rather difficult. Um, past that, just normal doings are picked up as you perceive the conversations around the tavern. Interesting. Keeping a mental note of all of those, especially the pirates uh, that she saw speaking with the gnomes about the iron mines. Does she recognize these pirates as any of the ones that she and Teleth had almost encountered? Sure. Uh, make a history check. Let's see if you can recall. I hope this is us. I hope you get nine. <laughs> A nine. They don't seem oh, familiar. Nine. It's difficult right. <laughs> to say. You and Talith are moving so quickly. Either you didn't get a good look, or it just didn't, you know, set into your 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 memory banks. Uh, but the mines are vast, which is something the group did unearth, and it's possible the pirates occupy many different areas of the mines. Understood. And um, I apologize. The rumor I heard about the star fragment, that was at what location again? That was at the Shrine of Light, where the Master Gnome Blacksmith resides. Okay. On the north side of the village. Uh, letter N, if you're consulting the Gnome Hamlet map. Understood. Perfect. Um, Genevieve's going to, after just kind of sipping on the mead, listening in, trying to eavesdrop as much as possible, 
is going to go back up to the bar. Um, um, Peanut, question for you. Sure. Do you have food? Food, yes, of course we have food. I've got breads and berries, mm -hmm. fresh water fish, uh, and, and let me emphasize, lots of dessert mm -hmm. options. Ooh, okay, let me hear about the dessert options. Oh, yes, we have a fantastic tiramisu, a mm -hmm. uh, sandy cheesecake with white chocolate drizzle and raspberries. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a fantastic peppermint bark that people say they don't like, but people do like peppermint bark. I'm uh, hoping you're one of them. Uh, I've got spritz cookies with flour sprinkles. I've got, and he just starts listing off the dessert options. It's it's to the point where you have to probably cut peanut off. There's like five different variations of a chocolate cake. I think you referred to like twelve times, but that all sounds amazing. Um, I have a a sample platter if I could interest you. Ooh, that sounds great. How much is that going to be? I hope it's not too gold. Oh, no, 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 please. <laughs> We're way mm -hmm. past that. You and me. And by the way, what was your name again? <laughs> Genevieve. Genevieve, of course. Yes, Peanut and Genevieve. P&G. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the dessert platter will run you uh, uh, 10 silver pieces unless you have something else to trade. 10 silver? Ah. Uh. You know what? That seems reasonable to me. I don't have much in the way of trading items at the moment. Um, question though, my friend that you um, rented out that room to, um, would you be able to point me in his direction? I could. I could. I could. But let me just check in with your friend first. It seems, you know, he rented the room under his name. Uh, let me just poke my head in there real quick. Understood. Would you mind taking that platter to him? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, as Peanut rings a bell, the kitchen window, a dessert tray pops up with a plethora of treats, a variety of desserts. Peanut grabs the tray. Uh, Dante, you hear a subtle light knock, knock, knock on the door. Yeah, uh, what, what do you need? Uh, it opens, but nobody walks in. You hear Peanut's voice call out, Hello, good sir. Uh, your friend Genevieve sends a tray of desserts and also wishes to join you if you wish. Um, that's really kind. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that sounds all right. That's fine. Of course, here's the desserts as Peanut just literally puts them on the floor of this like threshold of the door. I'll go fetch uh, Genevieve for you and then closes the door. Uh, I'm like, he could have the table's like four <laughs> feet away. <laughs> just gonna grab it. <laughs> Put it on the table. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and a few moments passed as the door knocks once more. Uh, slightly opens a jar and you hear Peanut say, now presenting the young Genevieve. Please, that's really, that's a lot. You don't need to, okay. <laughs> oh, I know I don't need to as Peanut now like fully opens the door, Genevieve standing behind Peanut and Peanut has uh, their hand outstretched, opened and looking down. Um, Oh, and uh, Genevieve will take out an additional silver piece and put it in his hand. Thanks, Oh, Peanut. 
Thank you. Very kind of you. That was not necessary. And then just turns around and walks back to the bar. So I know you said you needed some space and you can tell me to get out and I will, but I figured I bought a lot of desserts because he's a great salesman and I had no one to share them with. So. All right. Um, let me just get this hung up real quick. And, uh, I was probably washing the vest part of my outfit, uh, and I'm going to just hang the vest part up. Um, I will pull a seat for Genevieve, uh, out of like this kind of like, um, kind of like a gesture of like, it's, it's just like a gesture that he, he's going to do. It's not something he's thinking about. He's just doing it. Um, without any real intention, and then uh, I'll take a seat opposite of Genevieve. Well, Genevieve will take a seat. Um, so I think you mentioned this one's tiramisu. There's some peppermint bark. I don't know if you like that or not. I've actually never tried. A um, couple different chocolates, I think, but how are you? Um. Ah, uh, I kind of fucking hate it here. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse. Is am I allowed to curse on this on the show? Not on this Christian Minecraft one server. Bob, what allows? <laughs> oh yeah, dude, cuss it up. Do your character go. Yeah, cuss it up. Okay, I was just checking. Um, Ghanet didn't tell us about how hostile this place is gonna be. Um, it's just been something else after something else. Um, and I know there's a running gag that, like, my clothes are wet, but... Yeah. I mean, I, I thought I was, I thought I was going to be prepared for all this, um, because I've read up on it, but it's it's different being here. It's different than I would thought. And I didn't know how long all this was going to be. So every day here just feels longer um, than the previous day. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to take a sip of my drink. <laughs> that makes sense. It's been four, five, four days. It's, I'm trying to wrap my brain around time right now because I feel like it's gone by quickly, but at the same time, it feels like it's been months. And yeah, I'm sure, you know, getting abducted by a pirate and held in the ocean probably didn't help that at all. Mm. I can hold back on the wet pants jokes for now though. Uh, that's not that, uh, I mean, that wasn't the issue. Uh, you can, <laughs> you can continue. Um, I just don't know when I'm gonna be ready to leave this area for a bit. Like I know we're under some time constraint, but I just need to get my bearings. Um, it's um, it's all been a lot. Yeah, it has. 
Uh, I've actually been thinking um, a little bit like this last day since everything happened with Hook. It's um, it's weird because for some reason you were the one taken and you were there with him for a while. Do you remember anything at all? Uh, no, I don't know what he did. Um, uh, no, every time I, I, I try and think back to it, I just kind of get a bit of a headache. Um, this place doesn't make sense. And the more I try and think harder to like wrap my mind around it, like everything I've done up to this point has made sense. I've studied, I've practiced my, my art, my craft of, of illusions. And I've always been able to make sense or, or at least make things appear like they make sense. And nothing here makes sense. Like it changes from one hour to the next and you don't know what you're gonna get into. Um, but yeah, uh, answering your question, I, I, I can't recall what happened other than seeing Henning kick butt for like a couple of seconds and then I just blacked out again. Yeah. I mean, you've mentioned you've studied for a long time and it sounds like, I mean, you've done Conet and they're pretty remarkable. In the span of four days, we went up against Hook, who is a lot more powerful than I expected. Curse not even being taken in, you know, to account there. But then also, there's a lich somewhere here. And I was just thinking that I don't know what magical effect may be present on you right now. I'm, I just have a bit of a favor to ask if it's not too much. Um... What is it? Um, this seems silly, but, and she's going to reach into her bag and she's gonna pull out a small gold chain that has an amulet on it. And she's gonna slide it across. Um, you may recognize it as one that she's been wearing most of this trip. Mm -hmm. um, I would like you to wear that for the time being. It's nothing super special. It's a, uh, it's an amulet I found. I was able to um, stop people from being able to locate where I was. I don't know if Hook has something with you, um, a hook in you, if you will. Uh, but I figure at least until we figure that out, that would put a bit of protection. That's a lot to, um, it feels like a lot to, to accept. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know if I was going to keep going with this group. Uh, But I suppose if you're looking out, um, I'll take a drink and then put the um, piece of jewelry on. And I mean, we can just hold it until we take her a hook or know he's no longer a threat at any point in time, then just give it back. I'm not incredibly concerned about it at this point, but at least I know someone else in the party is protected in that way. Okay. I feel like we can, I'm not too worried about Helen. She's been able to get us through pretty much everything so far. And I feel like she has held her ground. Talith just, he's Talith, but I know we're all going to be here for him, you know? 
At least I don't have to worry about you now. I mean, the only reason I'm still here is Helen. I, I don't, I don't know you. I, I don't know no. Talith. I, I, uh, I don't Shifra. Who are, who the fuck are y'all you? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, we were asked by Kahane, and I understand we all trust Kahane, but like, me and Helen are adventuring with you folks, and I don't even know who you are. Like, I appreciate the gesture. Um, but everything here has been very odd, and nothing quite seems to be what is expected. And I don't know if it's this place playing tricks on me, but I think the group's making me anxious. I don't know anything about any of y'all, and it's just one more thing that I can't wrap my head around. No, I get that. I mean, for what it's worth, uh, I guess you could also look at that gesture as being somewhat selfish. If they can't find you, they are less likely to find me. So, self-preservation in a sense? That's not helpful. <laughs> well, I... you wanted to know who I was, so people have more than just one side to them. Uh, with this place, I've noticed. Uh, mm -hmm. You feel you feel free to have the rest of well I didn't drink that of the mug if you want to sit down and share a drink for a bit that's that's all right with me for now well um I will never say no to a free drink as I told our new friend peanut earlier but if there's anything I can tell you I guess that about me I don't know anything about health and Shifra, so no questions I'll be able to answer there What do you want to know? Why you? Why did Talith? Why? Why did? Why not Talith? But why did <laughs> Kahanit pick you? Like, I understand why he picked me. I understand why he picked Helen. I mean, you are powerful. I've, I've definitely witnessed um, how resourceful you can be. But it's just. Um, why you? What what makes you? Obviously, we all need a, some certain grit or some certain um, kind of intuition to survive this place. But I don't know why you. You don't have to sugarcoat it. You can ask why is he bringing this random person in here? I get it. I don't really look like an adventurer, but it's. I was kind of asking myself the same thing for a bit, but if I had to guess, Gohanet was one of the first people I wasn't able to successfully swindle. And he knows I was trying to do something different. Have you been trying to swindle us? <laughs> Honestly, no. And that's a new, a new thing for me. All right. That's fair. Um, I'll take that for now. That that works, I guess. Um, so, why'd Kahana choose you then? 
Uh, I think it's because he knows I'll probably take care or look out for Helen, and Helen certainly needs to figure out what's going on with the problem that she has going on, and also he knows that me and Helen make a good pair um, as far as looking out for each other, so... And he knows that I can... I'm somewhat adept at magic. Uh, and I've lived my whole life, essentially, looking over my shoulder and looking behind my back, so... Uh, I guess that's probably why. Why have you had to be looking over your shoulder your whole life? I mean... None of these places that I've been through, at least not on places like this or any other place like this, back where we're from, yeah. I mean, you know, like, you walk in the wrong place or say, talk to the wrong person, that's, it could be a long day. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna continue drinking. <laughs> of course. Genevieve, make a wisdom saving throw for me. 22. As your conversation continues with Dante, um, each of you taking turns, Dante drinking from his dark brown ale of you from your goblet, you feel something else, uh, another presence, not inside this room, not inside the tavern, not inside the, the gnome hamlet, but, but something else outside, maybe on the island, maybe even past the island, hard to hone its exact position, but something is trying to peer into where you are and what you're doing and that strain gets heavier and heavier the more you're just sort of like sitting and, and having your conversation with Dante something to, to keep in mind Talith, Shifra and Helen you all make your way to the funny uncle um, seeing the diverse patrons out on the patio sharing drinks with, another, with one another you cross the threshold in the tavern as you see more tavern environment in front of you of course you don't see Dante or Genevieve at all um, what would you three like to do at this point I walk up to the bar I say excuse me hello uh, have you seen a very handsome well dressed gentleman about ye high uh, probably in a stinky mood <laughs> you know where he went? You must be referring to the young man that young Genevieve is conversing with off in the private quarters. Oh, where are the quarters? I, uh, from up in Helen's arms, I'm elbowing her like in the, in the I guess, throat at this <laughs> point. Oh, I don't know. Get down now, hold on. <clears throat> where are the private quarters? 
Oh, well, the private quarters for a reason. I suppose I could ask your friend uh, if they'd be willing to receive you, if that's what you wish. Sure. Um, and when when they do that, I'm just going to follow them behind. And when they get to the door, I'm going to pick them up by their shoulders and move them out of the way and open the door myself. Oh, perfect. Uh yeah, I mean, no check necessary. Um, Dante <laughs> and Genevieve, you hear the door open ajar. Dante, as it's done prior with, with Peanuts, you know, addressing you from behind in a slightly open door. But all of a sudden, you hear Peanuts go, Unhand me! This isn't... Wait a minute! And then a thud, and then the door opens, and you see Helen... Can we, Hello? like, Disney Channel around the doorframe? Like... <laughs> Are we interrupting something? Uh, fuck, um, nope, nope, you sure ain't, not anymore, at least, um, welcome in, hello everyone. Hi, hi. oh, oh yes, sorry, it, it's all of us, we're all here, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, didn't, didn't mean to burst in like this, they just said that you two were having a conversation in the private room. Uh. Wow, okay, uh, I'm gonna you talk- want Tucking the necklace into the the robe. I don't. Uh, do I see that? Make a perception check. Dante, make a sleight of hand check. Shit. Can Helen make that a disadvantage? Because like as soon as as like I see him like with the robe, I'm like, do they have robes in here? Where are the robes? I'm kind of like getting into the room and like being you know really kind of energetic. Uh, Talith, make a performance check. Wait, are you trying to distract me? No, I'm just Why are you aware that I, that I am, and I think it's funny. Um, that's, I mean, that's not, that's not crazy. It's like a 13. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not enough to distract Helen from trying to perceive what's really going on here, if anything is going on here. I did, um, I did actually roll a 21 on perception. Fuck you. I rolled a 19. <laughs> Uh, just as Dante's F.U. robes pronounce, uh, Helen, you do notice Dante tucking in some sort of necklace, amulet, jewelry into the, the you know, chest of his robe. I, I'm not going to say anything. I just take note of it. Oh, you, I, I guess with that, too, you would notice that his cheeks look a little tinge more purple, and that's it. Uh, what, what's good here? What are you drinking? Uh, well, I'm treating myself to uh, a scotch whiskey, but I don't know what they call this gnome shit here. And uh, <laughs> I believe, Genevieve, you're having the mead? Mm-hmm. Yes, honey mead. It's pretty good. Ooh. Are these, are these free? <laughs> yeah, go. You know what, Talon? And I, I toss him a coin and say, will you give me a meat and more of whatever that is? And I kind of try to, like, shove him and Chifra out of the room. <laughs> Before um, I leave, I say, oh my gosh, is this peppermint bark? And I take all of the peppermint you bark. Can have, you <laughs> can have it all. You can just just, just take, yep. Mm -hmm. Chifra, I saw but more. I will gladly go and drink at the bar. I'm, yeah, I saw I'm more at the bar. Let's, let's grab some. What kind of coin did you flip me? Uh, Platinum. Silver piece. <laughs> Couple yeah, cool. I mean, technically, I'm from 1920s United States Earth, so I gave you one dollar. <laughs> Buy yourself something pretty there. Yeah. No. All right. Cool. Leave the room. All righty. So uh, Dante, Helen, and Genevieve are in the private room, um, right? Everyone, and then Talith and Shiva have left. Okay. Awesome. 
Dante, as you reference the bottle of liquor you've been drinking from, you realize the label. Um, it is called Bog Bourbon. Uh, it's in a, a very uh, um, obtuse shaped glass bottle uh, that looks like it's been sitting on the shelf for quite some time, though still tasty and fresh. Um, Dante, Helen, and Genevieve, you are all in the, the private room together. What would we like to do? I, uh, I walk over to the, the bottle, the bog bottle, and I just take a swig right out of the, right out of the bottle. I put it down, and I look at the two of them, and I go, I'm not going to say anything. And you don't have to tell me anything. I, 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 I <clears throat> what goes on behind closed doors is none of my business. However, ma'am, I just oh, want to know think... how. I mean, wait, am I? Oh, oh, did, are you? No, just get on to what you're saying, please, Helen. I, I came to see if you are all right. You're doing that thing. Where I can tell you're upset because you get all quiet and mm, I just I don't mm. I it's internal I know but I can feel it I I know you I just I I want to know what's going on and I want the truth and well even if you guys aren't whatever you're clearly having a I, I don't know you can talk in front of her if you feel comfortable right sure. Yes. Are you okay? No. Uh, okay. Figuring, I'm figuring that out. I don't know. I I have this one I'm drinking. Genevieve, thank you for the food. Uh, so that's mm -hmm. helpful. And uh, finally trying to work on not having wet, smelly shit to wear. So I don't know. I'm figuring that out. Okay. Because you do know that whatever you want to do, I'm I'm with you. All right. Um, well, I need a. I need at least tonight to, to think about it, um, and some fresh clothes. And I don't know if this place has a tailor or not, but uh, I'd like those for to. to to get that stuff done, and then I could probably figure out what I'd like to do. Alright. I, uh, I'll go now. I just just wanted to make sure. I sort of turned to Genevieve awkwardly and I'm like, do you want anything um, from the bar? <laughs> um, and Genevieve's gonna reach down and, like, try to put some of, like, the extra big goods in her hand. Start eating it. I'm fine. You guys can just stay here and chat. You know, I can go out to Talith and Shifra. Honestly, oh. thanks for chatting, Dante. I just wanted to make sure everything was okay. And if there's anything I can help with, just let me know, I guess. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate the time and the gesture and for everything. Um, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. That's good. Um, well, I'm gonna make my way out there. I was hearing some rumors, so I will leave you too. 
and she'll start oh. walking back out. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. I was not the intended. <laughs> I just. Oh, okay. <laughs> Helen, are you hanging back with Dante, or are you leaving yeah. the private room yeah. as well? Okay. I'm. I'm hanging back with him for a moment. Excellent. Uh, Genevieve, as you leave Helen and Dante uh, in the private room, make your way back out into the tavern proper. See Kalth and Shifra at the bar trying to order a drink. Uh, I think now is a great time to take a quick break so we can all refresh ourselves. And so all of you awesome viewers have a chance to win some killer Black Oak Workshop dice. That's right. Another dice giveaway <laughs> coming at you too awesome sets uh one set is cat themed black sparkles with purple letters the other gold and black marvel very on point for this month's spooky season um i believe you'll see the details in our chat hashtag hamlet as we go to break for your chance to win these awesome black oak workshop dice and we'll be back in a few minutes Welcome back from our break. A big congratulations to our Black Oak Workshop Dice giveaway. Two awesome sets of dice uh, going to the lucky winner. We have your contact information. You'll, I'll be reaching out to you so we can get these dice to you. And don't forget, every single episode, every live stream, we are giving away Black Oak Workshop Dice. If you want to win your own pair or get your friend, your group, your players, your dungeon masters, their own free set of dice, tune into our live stream session so you can win those sweet math rocks. Uh, as we come back in on our players, we find Talith, Shifra, and Genevieve inside the funny uncle tavern grabbing a fresh cup of ale of berry wine of honey mead from peanut the bartender talith shifra genevieve what would you three like to be doing right now so i walk into the private room and no, i'm joking i don't i don't go to the private room um what did uh so we get the bar uh shifra what did uh helen helen told me to uh, shoot she we're ordering to drinks Excuse me. Oh, wait. Wait. Yeah, excuse me. Hello. Yes. Yeah, so you're friends with Genevieve and Dante. Am I correct? Yes, you are correct. My name is Shifra. What is your name? My name is Peanut Heavy Plum. Your friends are excellent patrons of my establishment. Uh, whatever I can help you with, I am glad to do so, young Shifra. And I must say you look awfully familiar have you been here before um i i mean haven't we all been everywhere uh shifra make a charisma check <laughs> i have not been everywhere shifra no it's <laughs> a natural one <laughs> i mean lucky for you uh peanut Heavy Plum also rolled a natural one. Like, literally, I'm looking at a natural one right now. So you both just, like, look at each other. Look at each other. I've just got one of those faces. There's just this, like, prolonged stare in silence with, haven't I seen you before? Well, haven't we all been everywhere? And she from Peanut are just looking at each other. Just looking. Ah... Uh. Do we, 
Can we have some <laughs> some alcohol? Do you have alcohol here that that gnomes make? I've never had gnome alcohol before. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I could have sworn I've seen you maybe a hmm. a bit younger. No, it doesn't matter. Yes, we've got plenty of alcoholic beverage to serve. Peanut is happy to do so. Uh, we have honey mead, berry wine, brown ale. Your friend, uh, we've been keeping an eye, has been downing the bog bourbon quite a bit. The tab is running, just in case he doesn't know. Uh, but how can I help you? <laughs> that honey mead sounds very sweet. Is it good? Of course, it's made by me! As uh, Peanut puts a cup on the counter, fills it with honey mead, slides it your way. You sip that and tell me it's not good. I take a drink and I say, it's so yummy! That's literally, it points to a sign behind <laughs> Peanut. And you said, and you see the sign that says, honey mead, it's so yummy. That's literally what we call it. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. And your friends, how, how can I serve them? Genevieve, you need another drink? Well, what is your other friend's name? Oh, this um, is I'm Talith. He's kind of jumpy and eager to please and a little bit odd. Yeah, he's walking with a bit of a limp. Did someone you turn uh, into stars? too close to the <laughs> petrifying well? I, uh... How did you know? Oh, I can recognize that limp from a mile away. Oh, do you, do you want to rub my toes, too? Because I'm so over that today. If you have um, the salve, I'll do it. Just straight-faced looking at <laughs> I think Helen wanted a drink. <clears throat> do you wash your hands after you do that and before you make the mead? No, that's where the flavor comes from. Mmm, I just down it. <laughs> Genevieve's going to... Like, kind of put her glass back on the counter. <laughs> that was delicious. Thank you. You got your foot fixed. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, it's feeling it's 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 feeling a lot better actually. Um, okay. It was gross. I mean, not my foot. My foot's. I mean, my foot, foot's a little gross. But like, what they put on it was gross. gross. It was like, well, I mean, sure. Um, yes. But no, it was like it was like it was like a poop thing that they put on my foot. Uh, but it helps. It makes it better. So, Can I hear y'all? Are y'all whispering or are y'all just like having a conversation? I think we're just having an aside. I wasn't trying to whisper. No, that was Genevieve. I will I will lean in. I was like, it is not a poop thing, okay? Mary Bunnyhop is a highly skilled physician who clearly did not break confidentiality, and that's how Peanut knows about this. But she has to make a special salve to fix his little stone toes, okay? And it's not her fault that it involves um the poop, the poop of the flying finnick, okay? And it's hard to find, and she did a great job. All, all of that. Keep drinking. All of that. Mm -hmm. um, are, are, are you all... That was that was weird in there. Is everybody okay? Dante cool? Is Dante okay? Is he still angry? Is he mad at me? No, I don't think he's mad at you. Why would you think he's mad at you? Yes, Talon always seems a little mad at me. Why would you think he's mad at you? And why could that maybe have anything to do with your wild reluctance in asking for help? Ah, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't usually ask for help because, like, uh, when when you ask for help, like on the ship, people like yell at you and throw shit at you, and 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 so, uh, so I I figured I would just avoid that here. Um, that sounds avoid, terrible. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not great. You know, it's not the best. Mm -hmm. 
But, uh, you know, I, feel like it, I, th- I thought it would be okay. And look, it was all okay. It turned out okay. You seem awfully happy for someone who's gotten yelled at a lot. What she first said. Yeah. Okay. But to answer your question, no, I don't think he's mad at you. I think it's been a really rough four days. And let's be honest about something. I None of us know each other. This is kind of a high anxiety situation, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, it's true. We don't really know each other. That that That's true. That's very true. But don't worry about it. I, I'm sure I'll be fine. Just, you know, maybe just need some time to not be worried about everything trying to attack us. At least, that you act- know, you're not going to attack us, are you? Attack? You? Oh, no, no, no. There hasn't been an attack in the Gnome Hamlet for a century, a century, several centuries. You see, we have the Cardinal Outposts. They warn us of any impending danger, and those Gnome Guardians are often sleeping throughout the day. That's how relaxed things are here. That makes so much sense. I feel like I understand the emphasis on how relaxing it is. The fact that your guards are asleep is a little worrisome. Thank you. Thank you, Peanut. Genevieve, make a wisdom saving throw. Ten. As soon as you say that to Peanut, you feel a sharp pain in your head. Like like Harry Potter burning scar almost so much that it would maybe even like like change your 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 attitude maybe you know you you would visibly get upset or or show signs of pain a striking pain in your head oh god okay are, are you okay ah uh, headache all of a sudden um, do you want me to walk you back to the care center mary's super nice Oh, care center? I don't... Give it a minute. If it doesn't go away, then maybe, but... It, it, I feel like it should be fine. Um, I'm just gonna go sit down. Okay? Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I, I have Sorry. this, this uh, salve if you... I, I don't know. I can't that salve yourself, is not for her you. head. Okay. No, she doesn't need poop on her head. Man, you said it wasn't a poop thing. <laughs> Look, okay, just have respect for the profession. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, Genevieve, if, if you need something, like, like let us know. I, I don't know literally anything about like how to help people who are like hurting but um it, mm-hmm. it... yeah good okay sorry thank yeah go uh, go, go, go sit down yeah, yeah thank you okay mm-hmm. um dm has Genevieve ever ever experienced this before make an arcane check for me Fifteen. Fifteen. um this is somewhat familiar to you um, you can tell that some other magical entity is trying to scry on your location. Perceive where you are, uh, hear what you're saying, see what you're doing. And the, the many magical gnome barriers and wards that protect the hamlet, shrunken, miniatured into the stump of this tree, are very powerful. The magic entity outside of the hamlet might be just strong enough to slightly penetrate those wards, and you're feeling that. 
You don't feel immediately threatened, though. Just that, like, little bit of anguish. Understood. Um. Interesting. Uh, Genevieve's just gonna go sit down at one of the open tables, if she can. Um. And just sort of, uh, focus, try to calm herself, for lack of a better term. Absolutely. Yeah, you find a table occupied only by you, Genevieve, as you take a moment. Um, Talith, Shifra, anything back at the bar? Anything we'd like to do specifically? Okay, so what, uh, what is what what is that you're drinking? It's honeymead. Honey, is it good? It's very good. Do you want to try some? Uh, I've... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I've, I've never, um, I've, I've never actually, I've never, I've never tried some before. Like oh. I wasn't allowed to. Um, so oh, okay. like, like your parents wouldn't let you. Oh no, no, no. My parents are dead. Uh, like the, on, on like the ship and the tribe, like it was like, it was like a thing. Like I'm not allowed to like things might get weird. I don't, I don't know. So. Hold, on. Hold on. Your parents died. When did your parents die? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I was like, I never knew them. I was just like told like, oh, your parents died and we're in charge of you now. Um, and like, mm. I, you know, you can't really argue with that. I mean, there's, you can't go, you no, can't. they're my parents. Cause when you try that, uh, they, they throw things at you and they leave. Oh, so that's yeah. terrible. I mean, it's, yeah, I suppose, but yeah. it's like, fine. I'm here, but is it, so I've never, you know, never, <laughs> never done this before. Yeah, let's do it. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Dalith, as Peanut pours you a fresh cask, fresh cup of honey mead, you sip its sweet taste. How do you feel? That is so good. That is like very, that's very tasty. I get it. I get why people do that. Isn't it good? Do be careful though. If you've never had had like alcohol before, then you should tread lightly. I feel like you would either get really chatty or really sad. I mean, there's only one way to find out. That's true. That's so true, Talith. How it's so so? I mean, what's 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 your what's your deal? Um, and he's kind of like awkwardly trying to like mimic swirling a thing. <laughs> so uh, so I mean, like like uh, you know, um, like like what 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 do you what do you do? You know, uh, with the with the star thing. What's that about? Yeah, I uh, I would kind of sneak out of my house when I was a kid and you had a house um I did I had a house um wow yeah you sounded like you liked your boats but maybe not oh no no I love the ships they're amazing uh-huh I've never had a yeah. house before this yeah yeah it was it was just like it was a nice little house in Ireland you know like in our little village but I would sneak out um and I would go like spy on this druid circle that would like meet out in the countryside and I would kind of spy on them and then one day they caught me and I was like 12-ish, 12 or 13 and they thought that I was like a spy for the Red Seers of Fae but I was like, no, 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 I swear I'm not, I swear I'm not and they did these like magical truth-telling things on me and they found out that I was telling the truth and so then they let me like study with them and it was really nice because I kind of like you know, I feel like I could trust them, and that's that's actually how I met Kahanic, because I studied with them, and that's how I became a Star Druid. So, 
so you were you were a kid and they captured you and tortured you and then they were like, oh no, you're cool. We'll teach you. And you just like no, hung no, out. No, they didn't torture me. They didn't torture you said they me. They did like they a magic did... thing to you. Yeah, they just did like a like a very basic like don't lie to us kind of spell. It wasn't like you know they, you know, it was, it was they just like sat me. It was like a conversation, in oh. which magic was involved, non painful magic. Okay, but they thought they thought that you were a twelve year old spy. Yeah, I think I think that uh, you know you know how sometimes people like kidnap kids and make them do stuff for them. I know. Like yeah. that's weird, right? People should stop that. That's the thing people shouldn't do. I don't really know why they do it, to be honest. And I had never thought about it till I came here. I mean, like I don't know if I was like kidnapped because I feel like you have to have a, you, like you probably have to have parents to be kidnapped, right? But like. I just had to do whatever they told me, you know, <laughs> that was just what I had to do. Um, and this is so good. This is real. I'm so happy that you should. Can I have more of the Taram, the, the Tamursu? Uh, can I have the Taramasu? That can was I have some good, more of that, yeah. please? That was really good. Come and, and, and as like he continues drinking, you notice like kind of a, a glow coming from behind him, like a very kind of faint orangish light, just kind of the, that is slowly like increasing in light. Okay. But yeah, no people. People are like really mean with kids, right? And like, mm-hmm. I don't know why. And I feel like they should stop. Um, I feel like we should stop them. I feel like I feel like we should stop them. I feel like we should go back. and We should stop all the mean, uh, the, the the mean kid people. The the people mean the kids, um, right? That would be terrific. I don't know how we could do that. I mean, like you, uh, you know, we, we let's take everybody back because Helen's really big and she can just throw everybody. And uh, take everybody and, back to where though? Where are we going? Uh, I don't know. Like where, 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 uh, wherever, wherever people are mean, you know, uh, wherever they're not being like, you just take them there, wherever, wherever people need help, and we'll just like mm-hmm. uh, let's have Helen throw them. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's a good approach, you know. But here's what I find so amazing and cool is that like you were on that weird mean boat all the time but you still know that it was mean you know what i mean yes no like Mm -mm, like you don't like even though that's how you were raised and that's how you were treated you don't like think that that's okay you wanna you want it to be different Right? Like there's something in you that knows that that's mean inherently. I mean, but like sometimes, you know, like when you're like when you're special, sometimes people have to be mean. Otherwise, you won't be as special as you could be. So, you know, not everyone is special. So they shouldn't be mean to them because they're not a special. But if you're special, maybe 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 you need to have a little mean done to you so you can be the most special. Right. That's how that, that's how it works. That is not how flowers grow, Talith. I am not a flower. You're not a flower. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> I am You're not a star. I, I am. I am a star. Uh, I'm so lucky. A penny whistle can uh, can I have more? Can I have more of the stuff? As a peanut pours you a full glass of honey mead. Thank you, Pepper uh, Brittle. switch back to Dante and Helen. Uh, still inside the private room that Dante has rented. Um, Dante, your clothes probably dry at this point. 
What are we up to? Um, well, I was there with Helen. Um, I am still in the ropes because I probably am not going to sleep in that. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm just going to pace around, like basically just pace around and drink. And I don't know what Helen's doing, but <laughs> I, I'm about to talk at you. So don't worry. <laughs> so... Did you learn anything interesting about her? Nope, of course I didn't. Other than she doesn't want someone to perceive her or to find where she is. That's... But I mean, okay. A lot of us don't want people to... Unwanted people to know where we are, so... I mean... It's just... There's a lot of secrets for a group of people who are working together. I mean, I'm not keeping anything from you. Um, I'm not keeping anything away from you that I just had in that conversation with Genevieve. Nothing. To be honest, I, I spoke for about five to ten minutes and I've learned nothing new, really. So. Well, same on, on my little excursion, except for Talith is afraid of doctors. And I literally know nothing about Shifra at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were sent here by Kahane to get these stars and things, but I don't know. Where's. We have to get your shadow, which we still haven't figured out how we're going to do that. Oh, uh, yes. Well, I actually sort of do know how to do that. Uh, but you are very much not going to like it. You know, I've loved this journey so far. It's been, you know, such a relaxing getaway destination. You know I I'm sorry. with sarcasm. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. I'm, I, I'm obviously... I'm obviously putting my anger on you. You do not deserve it. You are not the person or persons who I have issue with. If if I could leave now, if you and I could leave now, I would. Uh, I'm I'm with you to the end of whatever this is, and I don't particularly want to be here any more than you do. I'm. It's taking everything in me not to think about why I'm here. And, uh, and what I've, I've lost every, every time we step outside. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry I got internal and selfish, uh... No, it, you have every right to feel the way that you do, I, I just don't, I feel like the only way forward is through it. Yeah. Because otherwise, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I agree with you. I, I think... Well, listen. I am... I'm in the same mindset as you. I'm I'm okay to, to get done what we want to get done. And that's getting a shadow and figuring it out from there. That's, that's fine by me. I just need a day. I just need a day to recuperate. I need... Maybe if they have a nice place where I can get something 
a second pair of clothes that would be amazing um but yeah i i'm sorry i i um i'm i'm right here with you as well we've been good friends for this long and looked out for each other and at least we know each other right like I, yeah i i just and i know you know this but I really, I cannot lose you too. I'm sorry. Uh, I I realize this made me realize I, I was I don't know. I, I I don't know if I was gonna leave or or just stay here. But I, I I'm sorry. I just got wrapped up with everything going on here. I. I we 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 came into this together, and we'll we'll figure this out and, and get out of it together. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I do. I want to be honest with you, and I I want I want to be open with you since we're we're not getting that from anyone else. And I. It's hard because I don't I don't want to care about any of them because I don't want it to hurt when something happens but but I am starting to care about these people even though I don't I don't even know who they are. You you're very kind and and that's why it's why I've stuck stuck with you since the start. You, you care about people. You you try and look out for everyone. Um, I can't say the same. I, I don't feel like I've, to a degree, have have gotten any sort of connection or some sort of, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't feel anything. I care about them as obviously people, as and you should care as any other person. But you, you're very kind, and I appreciate that. I, I appreciate you saying that, uh, but I don't, this has brought up, uh, a lot of things for me, and I don't, I don't feel like a good person. Why do you say that? What, what are you speaking into? You're a great person. There's, there's been so much more that I could have done for so many people, and I'm just being reminded of it. Uh, I'm sorry, I, uh, I, uh, I don't know if we should, I, I don't want to fall apart. <laughs> they're, they're probably gonna, they're gonna come back in any minute, so. Uh, no, no, you, you know what? Just hold on for a sec. Um, I'm gonna get the, like, grab a couple chairs, put them yeah. against the door, I'll pull out my book, and I start ritually casting Liaman's tiny hut, and basically no one can get in here besides us. Um, I know it doesn't dampen sound unless I have some sort of spell that'll allow me to dampen sound, which I might have. And I'll just look up super quick. Um, yeah, yeah. You you cast the hut. Things can't penetrate it. Things inside and outside can't pass through it. Yeah, you and I think. Safe space. Yeah, and I have an illusion, like any illusion spell that basically just makes the place sound empty. 
Um, of course. Because I think I can create sounds, so. Yeah, as an illusionist, you are more than capable of achieving that. All right. Wait. I, I don't know what else I can do, but... Um, I, I've, I finally figured this out, so at least... Well, selfishly, at least I can get a peace of mind, but... We're safe, at least. Me and you. We, we're safe right now, and we can talk. All right. Um, where to start? Uh, I know I don't. I don't talk much about uh, myself or where where I came from. Uh, mostly because I don't know. But well, this isn't going to make a lot of sense. But I don't hate Talith, right? I know. I know for some reason he thinks I hate him. Um, I don't. I, I don't think any of us hate Talith. He's just—he's awkward and weird, and we and try every and make time do. I look at him, I see my brother. You, what? Hey, I didn't know. You never told me. I, I know. I—I I didn't tell you. Um, I was—I hated my brother for so many years because I blamed him. I blamed him for for why we were abandoned and kicked out of the tribe and and I thought it was his fault and then one day he was just gone. And I I didn't do everything that I could have done. And he was annoying and he was awkward and he was everything little brothers are and and I see that when I look at Talith, and it, it it hurts because I am I am starting to care about these people, and I know that it's just as likely that someday they'll just be gone, and there's nothing I could have done. Why would they be gone? What are you talking about? I mean, look at where we are. Look at this place. I came so close to losing you. So close. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't. I don't know why I'm saying I'm sorry. I, I didn't put myself in that situation. I. I know. I know. It's just. It feels silly to say, but everyone I've ever cared about is gone. They've left or something terrible. More often than not, something terrible has happened to them and I haven't been able to do anything. Uh, I promise. Uh, I ain't going nowhere. And I'm going to try and gesture for a hug. Don't know if you want that, but that's what I'm doing. Yeah, she wants that. <laughs> I'll hug Helen and uh, I don't know, just sit there for a sec. I'm I'm sorry. I know this is this has been a lot, and I, I just I felt like I haven't been able to, to crumble because I I've worried I haven't I won't be able to put myself back together. You're safe. You here, here come. Just, just sit with me real quick. Um. And. You're you're definitely bigger than me, um, and I'm gonna try and 
There's probably something comfy near us, but I'm going to try and put some of that stuff on the ground because I just put this dome in the middle of the room. And uh, I'm going to try and embrace you um, while you're sitting because that's the only way I'm going to be able to do this because you're so big. <laughs> you can crumble. You, we're, I've learned this at least um, to protect us. Um, I, I, you can crumble. I, we could actually. I think we can do this if if we want to. We can. We can figure this one out. Thank you. I just. I don't feel as strong as I know I'm supposed to be. You know. Not supposed to be strong all the time. You, you are allowed to feel vulnerable and weak. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. If it's me or you, because uh, it's felt like I've had to look out for a lot. As much as you're getting close to these folks, I feel like I've had to look out for a couple of these folks. Um, so, yeah, we're allowed to. We're allowed to, um, we're allowed to feel safe for a second. And, uh, I'm just quiet. I'm just gonna sit there with you. I will embrace you as well, but purposefully, gently. Thank you. <laughs> Don't crush me. I will not. Shifra, Talith, and Genevieve, out inside the tavern, you notice the clock on the wall ticks just past 11 a.m. <laughs> what would we okay. like to do? I think that I need <laughs> is the most wonderful thing that I've ever had in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I want it all the time. And I that would be bad for you. I can't have it all the time. Because <laughs> mm. there's not enough of it in the whole uh, world for me to have. Yeah. You hear Peanut from behind the bar says, There's plenty of honey meat to go around. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Why am I sad? <sighs> she wrote. Mm -hmm. Genevieve, I think you're muted if you're trying to talk to us. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Genevieve would be saying to Peanut, uh, maybe less honey mead, more bread. Could I get some bread for, for this honey one? Mead? Yes, there's plenty of honey mead, not only at the tavern, but mm. at the mead hall as well, just on the other side there's of the hamlet. There is a hall, but I'm happy oh. to provide carbs as well as peanut putting some like fresh baked garlic bread out on the bar amazing tell us just just eat this bread this it's all for you i just love garlic bread so much you see talith just because you've lived on a ship your whole life where there was never enough honey meat and garlic bread for you does not mean that the rest of the world is not abundant in honey mead and garlic bread enough more than enough than you could ever need you're really really smart you know that mm -hmm. you're so shiny 
Mm-hmm. And that's just what Talit does, like, until something changes in his life. Oh, I would Genevieve, say, Talith... have you come back to the bar? <laughs> Genevieve, did you come back to the bar? Or are you still at your table? I should have gotten up at this point, just trying to walk around a little bit. Okay. Is her head still bothering her, by chance? Uh, walking around shakes off that, that striking pain a little bit as you bring yourself back together. Yeah, you shut it off. Okay. And so as you kind of, like, walk by, I would ask you, how are you, how are you doing? He's like... Oh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, head's doing a little better now. Um, he has not drank much before, has he? He's Uh, never had any alcohol before, I just learned. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. Good first experience. Um, yeah, so I made sure to give him lots, and then he used it as a metaphor for how he's never experienced love in his life, and so he's afraid the honeymead will run out just like the love. Oh, wow, okay. That's a lot. Um, It is, yeah. mm Mm-hmm. Just, uh... Interesting. Is he okay? I'm sure he'll be okay. It's fine. He's probably just head down on the bar now, just like. Just <laughs> okay. Um. So uh, maybe should we just stay here with him? Yeah, I should think we... so. Yeah. Do you want anything else to drink or eat? Any more desserts? <laughs> oh no, I'm fine. I think I ate too much actually. The chocolate—it was really good. Um, it was so good. But, but yeah. We have plenty of beds for rest. Peanut speaks up if your friend needs to sleep it off. Oh gosh, do you want to try and haul him to a bed? Um, we could try. Yeah, sure. Tell us, do you want do you want some sleep? Do you want to take a nap? Helen, make a perception check. Oh, a perception man. check yeah. <laughs> to perceive that my services are needed. Yes. <laughs> it's a natural one. <laughs> the embrace, the the tiny hut, too much for you to realize that Talith needs to be hauled off to bed, unfortunately. Talith, Talith, are you are you asleep? Are you okay? Can I can can I cast a spell on you? Is that okay? It's not gonna hurt. I promise. It'll just make you a lot easier for me to carry. I want to go to the crow's nest. Oh, you want to go to the okay? Okay, reduce. (laughs) Me? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's so tiny now. Like we're already tiny, and now he's extra tiny. This is fun. Oh, uh, Joe. I'm sorry. I think you're muted. I was muted. You all are standing four to six inches max shrunken inside the gnome hamlet. Genevieve, as you reduce Talith to a mere two inches tall. We go to the battle cam. Uh, So that Talith can easily be carried off to the crow's nest for some well-earned rest. That's that's a lot easier. Okay, okay, yeah. tell. Let's get you to, to to go to sleep. Uh, Peanut, can you put me in the direction of a of a place to take him? Oh yes, R- right through that threshold there, up a few stairs, and you'll find a room full of beds for your friend yeah. to rest. 
Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, oh, yeah, just your friend, your well-dressed friend has already covered all of the uh, fees with his generous uh, payments, so he should be covered. It was very generous of him, wasn't it, Peanut? She's going to wink at him and start going up the stairs. <laughs> so generous. I'll, uh, I'll help you. I'll like, take Talith under you. one arm and you can, you can sure. haul him yeah. up. Genevieve Shifra, as you bring Talith up to bed, uh, Helen and Dante, how are we doing inside the tiny magical hut? Um, we're doing we great. Should... <laughs> <laughs> Just having, having a little cry. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, we should uh, probably get back at some point so they don't think that we've been kidnapped by a, literally any of the multitude of things that could kidnap us on this island. They, they know where we are. You can. There's a nice big bed right there if you want. Uh, and I'm going to take them on over there. Um, it's quiet in here, so I figured. Well, it's nice to have your company, as, as always. You too. Is it is it an all right time to sleep? I am tired. I mean. Crumbling. Nodding at me like, yeah, take a nap, yeah. <laughs> I mean, crumbling requires a lot of energy, so I think it's fair that you're tired. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I would like that then. Uh, and I, <laughs> I pick up how much meat is left because, like, I'm just gonna down it. <laughs> Yeah, however much is left, you down. It doesn't matter how much is left. You down. Yeah, it, I down it. And, like, constitution score be damned. I would just like to get drunk enough to go to sleep. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> Helen, Dante, you find some comfortable beds inside the tiny hunt. Yeah, Dante. I'm not going to sleep yet. I'm just going to pull up a chair or look at the gnome village to, like, find some zen and drink my bourbon while Helen goes to sleep, and then I will sleep after. Of course, yeah. There's a nice little balcony set window that overlooks the village proper, where you can see the um, the gnome homes, the gardens, the community center, the wishing well, the rivers and bridges, the fairgrounds, the lake, the open shrine, the spring, and the shine of light for you to find some calming uh, yeah. You know what? I don't sleep at my bed right away, I do an old dad move and I just sleep in that chair and then <laughs> the drink will spill and then I'll be like, oh, f okay, shit. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll go into the bed after that. Excellent, love it. Um, and um, Shifra and Genevieve, as you put Talith to bed inside a comfortable straw mattress the gnomes have set out, um, you're welcome to either grab some bed as well go back into the tavern or whatever it is you would like to do. I would just uh, sit down on like one of the other beds and uh, continue eating my peppermint bark. And um, uh, Genevieve, how old are, how oldish do you appear again? How old are you? Uh, late twenties, about 30. Okay. Um, so I'm like, you would, you would guess that I'm like closer to Talith's age. Um, and so I'll just kind of say, uh, so Genevieve, how are you, how are you liking the adventure so far? Um, 
on a scale of one to ten, I'd put it probably squarely at a four. Um, mainly the attractions, not worth it. Um, but mm -hmm. aside from that, still, still here. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I like it here. I think it's really fun. But no one else really seems to like it. Everyone else seems to think that this place is like weird, and I don't like. I don't understand why people aren't just amazed. You have a very bright way of looking at things. I guess it's perspective, but I don't know. The constant threat of death has been a little much of pretty much a downer for me. <laughs> have we been constantly threatened? Have I missed that? I, th I think so, yes. Uh, oh. Is that why people don't like it? Because they thought we were going to die? I think that's a part of it, yeah. Oh. Have you not felt concerned or scared? This is also very this? fun to me. I mean, like, uh, no. It's all just been really, really interesting. I've never been to a place like this before mostly and and i just think it's really beautiful and amazing like so what if the things are giant that's pretty cool and like the crabs dance and there's ice and fire in a mine and a wonderful gnome hamlet i don't understand it's just amazing i guess there's been aspects that haven't been that bad i, for I almost forgot about the dancing crabs actually those were pretty cute um uh but I don't know. I I admire your ability to look at it in that way. Um, I wish I were able to do that a bit more, honestly. This is just very different than what I'm used to. That makes where, sense. You're from... Uh, I'm so sorry. I think I forgot. Where did you say you were from again? I'm just from a little village in Ireland. Ireland, right. Right. And... I've never been, so what is that like? Uh, it was very quaint and kind of unexciting, actually. Just very um, calm and beautiful and pleasant. So all of this is definitely exciting in comparison. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have a, a question. Almost, uh, I feel like you're probably a bit more well-versed in answering. Um, you seem to know a lot about the stars, especially when I've seen you like change and become like a constellation. It's... Um, I heard a little bit of a, I think it's probably just some gossip in in the tavern, but there's mention of the star fragment um, over at the Shrine of Light here in the Hamlet. Um, I think there was like a rumor of it fading. Do you, oh. do you know like what might be causing that? Is that normal for, for stars, for fragments? Would I know that, DM? Yeah, Shifra, make a history check with advantage. Twenty. Twenty. Shifra, it's not 
infrequent that stars fall from the sky. In fact, you would suspect that stars fall from the sky around the island of Neverland more frequently than anywhere else in the world or any other plane of existence. It's possible that a star has fallen from the sky and broken into fragments before you and your companions have ever set foot on this island. This occurrence might be a more common thing for the natives of Neverland. And then what about, like, the star losing its power? Sure. As with any resource, the more you draw from it, the less potency the resource has. Especially if you're harnessing magical energy from a fallen star. Mm, okay. Well, this is this happens to be a place in the cosmos where stars fall more often than others, and... When you use a star fragment for a long time for all of its magical power, then I guess eventually it will die and run out. Well, I guess that makes sense. Um, I don't know if there's really a way for us to check how guarded they're going to be about that knowledge, but... Yeah, I mean, that was like one of the... After we rest, I definitely want to go there and talk to them about it because that seems Mm -hmm. like, again, something really amazing we would want to see. Like, when are you going to see that? That's true. It could be... It it could be very amazing to see. I'm also a little concerned about the increase in need for star, star fragments that we are also needing. Does that make sense? Uh, you mean like we would need to get one for them? I what think that if they're relying on a resource and oh, like there's going to be, be more competition. competition for it. I see. Yes. I see. Okay. Hmm. Good point. But just a thought. That is a good thought. Should we not tell them? Not. Oh, not tell them about the star fragments? Well, like, don't tell the gnomes that, like, we're also trying to find the star fragments, and, oh, goodness, we know where they are, some of them. Oh, um, I mean, I guess we could just play that by ear. I'd feel bad outright lying to them, but... Is it a lie? We're just, like, we're just being selective with what information we release. We're just omitting the truth (laughs) that we happen to have. I mean, I suppose, I guess it's omitting the truth. Really, we're just, we are investigating, and if they don't want to investigate us, that's their business. Right? It's funny. You you sound an awful lot like I did at your age, so. What did you do at my age? Oh, you don't want to know. But I do want to know. I just asked you. You're a very nice person, Shifra. I wasn't. So? So? Well, I would like to know if you ever want to tell me. You seem very interesting. And I sit back and, like, popcorn eat my peppermint bark. Expectantly. (laughs) Maybe. And she's just kind of going to, like, give her a little bit of a side eye and, like, drink from, I don't know, water container she has with her. Sure. Yeah, and as Talith snores the afternoon, late morning away, um, that feels like a great 
place to end tonight's session. Lots of conversations back and forth between party members as we get to know each other better, get to know each other's motives, each other's histories, each other's relationships. I'm sure more will fester and grow between our players as we explore the gnome Hamlet further in our next session of Second Star to the Right. Before we sign off this evening, I'd love to give anyone a chance to shout out any upcoming awesome streams or events or, or upcoming releases or anything that might be cooking up with our fantastic cast. Uh, uh, you go, Emily, you go. Uh, yeah, sorry. I just realized in this moment, I was like, oh, God, I gotta look at my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things. <laughs> uh, next week, the 13th of October, I am playing uh, in a game of Fiasco with the wonderful people at uh, Level 1 Geek here on Ooh. Twitch. Uh, it is going to be slasher summer camp themed. It's a Halloween one shot. Uh, oh, and I'm very, very, very excited for nice. it. So, like, Friday the 13th is your jam. Come jam with us. Is there uh, a time for that session? Because I want to write that down if you have a time. Uh, I believe it's 5.30 PST. They do their stuff in mountain time, which I find confusing. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be there soon, though, you know? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and then on the 27th, sorry, I have a couple things. Um, on the 27th, I am doing a horror one shot uh, with the lovely folks over at Abraxas Precipice, which, Bree, you've been on. Andrew, you're about to be on, right? Yeah, I'll let you talk about that. Actually, I'm gonna <laughs> let you tell all the details about how to find their stream because I can't remember anything right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, on the 28th of October, I might be doing something else. Who knows? Ooh, mystery. We'll that awesome. Yeah. All right. I'll jump in real quick because I am literally the exact opposite of Emily. Because on the 13th, I will be playing with the Braxis Precipice uh, <laughs> in space, uh, as Bree has done before. Um, and the time on that for me is six Pacific. So just catch one of our VODs later. Uh, but then on the 27th, while she's with the Braxis Precipice, I'll be with Level One Geek uh, playing <laughs> Ten Candles um with with my good which i've never played before and i'm super excited because i'd literally been telling desiree about this game the other day and i was like i don't know what it is but it sounds cool and then they asked me to play uh, my buddy oh, john stanton will be Why? in that game wait what sorry i'm really yeah. excited <laughs> and i was going to be in the fiasco game on the 13th but i was already doing a braxis precipice and so you know october's a fun month um so go which check that wild. out Follow, <laughs> i know also very strange Abraxas Precipice is doing like a ten candles thing for their horror one shot, which is on the twenty seventh. I mean, it makes sense. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a thing. So amazing, uh, spooky <laughs> season. We've all got stuff going on. So uh, we'll try and retweet all of that from the Second Star uh, Twitter. So at Second Star Show, and and we'll do our best to tweet out everything everyone's going to be on. Um, who is next? I will go. So hello, my name is Michael Kritz. That's where you find me in places. Oh, Michael uh, Kritz. oh my gosh, Michael Kritz is here. Oh. Wow, I hate all of you. Second, uh, <laughs> start to the right. Uh, secondly, uh, no, I don't hate any of you. Um, so I'm gonna. The last episode of Into the Motherlands happens this next following Wednesday, so check that out. Um, and then 
I'm in Let's Get Wild Mount with Critical Bard. I think we have an episode tomorrow, so come check that out there on Critical Bard's channel. Uh, and then I'm in Forge Academy, which is a podcast that takes place in the Neverlands, uh, a school... Or not Neverlands, the school in the Feywild. My bad. <laughs> ha. Also, D&D, we did it first, but, you know, whatever. You, you took our idea. It's fine. No, they didn't take our idea. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good idea. Anyway. Um... <laughs> That's that. Uh, and then I shot with I Hate Your Deck in LA. Uh, I don't know when that episode is going to drop, but just check out my Twitter and I Hate Your Deck's Twitter uh, for any information and whenever that's going to drop. Um, and yeah, you might catch me stream sometime. Uh, maybe. We'll see how I feel. Stream's been weird for me. But anyway, um, that's me. I would like to plug something that I am not technically a participant in, but I did a lot of the producing for, which is going to be tomorrow on the Initiative Order, which I'm a sometimes Game Master producer over there. Um, we have a Star Wars 5e one-shot going on tomorrow night. It's going to be at wow. 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, we are going an adventure far, far away because... Of course, we're going to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be GM for the Fantastic Brian. He is the Bearded Nerd Media, Across the Socials, Fantastic Game Master. He's on Awesome Cast Put Together. And I'm partial, like, hugely biased, but I'm like, I think it's going to be a really fun game. Um, and I would love to see you all in chat because I'm going to be chilling there. So, turn it out there. Awesome. Uh, if, unless there's anything else. Thank you all again for tuning in tonight to Second Star to the Right. Uh, We'll be back again at the table not too far from now. Keep an eye on our social medias, our Instagrams, our Twitters to get all the live updates. Um, And remember, if you are ever feeling lost, look up for the Second Star on the Right and follow it straight on till morning. We'll see you all next time. Bye now. See you. Bye.